Uh, hey, now we've got a very special guest joining us on the line. He, he's uh, well. Let's let's go with this. Former Aston Villa, former Manchester United, former Socceroos, former Central Coast Mariner goalkeeper, the great man, the B man, Mark Bosnich. Are you there, Bozza? I am, but you're cutting out quite a lot. Good afternoon to you all. G'day, Bozza. No, where where are you, mate? Because we're in your neck of the woods. We're just down from Barangaroo. I understand you're. Uh... I, I know. I. I, I, and as I'm talking, I'm echoing as well, but I'll keep going. I heard you several times saying, I'm sure that Bozza will come down. I would have come down. This is walking distance. However, uh, my little boy's training again at Daceyville. Oh, right. So you're out of the uh, the windswept Dace, uh, David Phillips field. That's it. That's a, it's not so, not so windswept today. No, it's not. Hey, Boz, what's it like living in Barangaroo? Because it's, it's pretty much a new suburb, you know, with, with all the uh, construction going on. Do you like it? Love it. I've been there for, yeah. I think, what, 13, 14 years. It's a, it's like a city within a city. Um, oh, hang on. Over so there not... uh, to your right where Brangaroo is, that just used to be basically all cement. That's all it was. And the, the big ships used to come and dock there. Yeah. And passengers used to board and, and, and disembark from there as well. So to see it go up like it did has been absolutely amazing. It's fantastic. So, Boz, you're not in the new – you're not living in those new units built near the casino – no, I'm waiting for mine to get built. Yes, I know. They couldn't. They, you got to the top floor, I, I'd imagine. Now, Boz, before we get into this, you, you, know, you know how I've got a, a little bit of an obsession with celebrities, and you, yeah, being, I heard. You know, the most um, famous person I know who could get access to other celebrities. Have you ever met Robbie Williams? Robbie Williams, yes, several times. Oh, okay, because he's a mad soccer yeah. fan. Did you meet him? Yeah, he, uh, he's, he's, he's orig- originally, I think he's from Stoke. Um, if he's listening or somebody listening knows and will correct me if I'm wrong. He'll be listening for um, sure. G'day, Robbie. So, he, he, but he's a, he's a massive football fan and I, you saw it recently when he, he, he changed the lyrics to that song about Anne. So, he's a huge yeah, football yeah. fan. I, I think during the 90s, during, you know, during his heyday with the group and then when he went individual, I think he supported Liverpool. He knew a lot of the Liverpool boys, but uh, I'm not 100% certain. Um, did you meet him uh, take that? Take that era, or when he went solo? Yeah, that both eras. Both I covered both eras. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because oh, I'm watching that. I'm watching that documentary, and he just seems like a cracking bloke. Is that? He is. Would that be great a great guy. Yeah, good on you. Yeah, All great right. guy. Hey, Bozza, we ran into you on uh, Sunday night. Um, do you remember yes, you, you were, did. You came into the Harbour View, and you were trying to charge your. It was an electric car. And Correct. You you were there for about an hour and a half, and it had only gotten up to eight percent. I wonder. Did you ever manage to finish charging it? Yeah, it, it, it got a, it, it, char- it, it. So people understand it. The electrical cars are great. The, uh, seriously, uh, some people will say they don't accelerate like petrol cars, but we're not doing Formula One on the road, so that's no problem. The electrical cars are great. We just need to support it with the infrastructure. That's all we right. need to do because it's, it's sometimes it's very difficult to to find places where you can charge it. So as more and more people get them. Um, you're just going to have to support of infrastructure and also have the ability for, like, you know, to, to charge it much quicker because sometimes, you know, you know, we saw you, that was the night of the World Cup final. It was, and We yeah. went up and had dinner. And like I said, it, 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 it went, it was, it was, it was, a, it's really good price. It was. So it went for nearly two hours. It was only about $5. That's, that's absolutely fine. But it only charged for 4%. So if you're living in an apartment building like me and you haven't got a PowerPoint or, a, or access to a charger, it's, it can mm. become difficult, and not, not, not to mention thinking about people who have to take long journeys because 
the, the quicker you go on the motorway, as I found out with it, obviously the more battery it uses. But it, as long as they get the infrastructure done, it's, there's nothing wrong with the cars whatsoever. They're absolutely fine. And if it helps everything, then so be it. But as long as it's accessible for, for everyone, and it, and obviously the cost comes into play as well, um, in terms of how much these charges cost, because if they're too much, which I don't think that they are, but if they're too much, I'd rather go on to, on to things that are a little bit more important right now. Boz, I'm putting you forward to be on the Australian version of Top Gear. That was just outstanding. Right. Or Drive or Drive Magazine. Uh, Boz, Thank you very much. Let's, let's yes. talk about Australia's 1-0 thumping over Palestine. What did you make of it? <laughs> I didn't watch it. I uh, didn't watch the game last night. Um, I, I watched bits and bobs of the game against Bangladesh, and I saw the highlights of last night. Um, it, look, these early qualifications are a very difficult sell. And I've actually put it forward to, to, to Football Australia to get via the AFC, the Asian Football Confederation, that they've got to look at perhaps a different way of qualifying because this qualifying round alone, um, there's something like six rounds. Because remember, this time now and in future, eight teams qualify from Asia. So they've got to make it, in my opinion, based on the seedings, a, a little bit more, how can you say, interesting for everyone. So, you know, there's 47 teams in Asia, so it's difficult, but it's not impossible because in Europe, they've got 55 teams and they still manage to have it in a way that makes it you know, a, a little bit more sellable, put it that way. Boz, uh, that wasn't the only World Cup qualifier going on in the last 24 hours. Uh, I happened, I was no. at the Harbour Diggers today, and I stumbled across Argentina versus Brazil. Uh, yes. I didn't even know it was going on. Did they end up playing it? <laughs> they did play it. There was about a half an hour delay at the start because I think the right police had to go out and bash oh. a few people. Um, what did they, did they invade the pitch? Uh, no, I think it was more in the crowd. There was, there was trouble, yeah, there was trouble. Yeah, there was trouble. but you know, when these two countries play each other, and the stars were there, mate. These, these were the proper size. The uh, Lionel was there. Um, oh, no, 100%. And, no, we haven't, this, this is what I'm saying. Uh, we haven't interacted with Calendar. We didn't, we didn't do for the vast majority of my day. So all players you know, can converge on their international games. Um, from all around the world, um, so that so it shouldn't be a problem, and that's what I, coming back to what I was saying with the AFC. Rather than having these rounds, this one and then that one, and and so forth, just maybe have the the, the top eight seeds ready ready to go, and then the rest of the teams play off when they get into a group to perhaps make it more sellable to everyone. Bozza, this is the first time, and Brooksy showed me this stat. This is the first time that Brazil has ever lost in a World Cup qualifier at home, which is. Is pretty amazing. 25 campaigns, um, and it was 13 draws, and the rest were wins. Yeah. Unbelievable that they've gone this long without losing. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, but you know, they, they are five times world champions, so you can understand it. Um, but still, look, yep. they still should be okay. Yeah. They're, after six games, they're, they're in sixth place, so they've got six places that qualify automatically from South America. And the seventh place, the seventh place the team, which are Paraguay at the moment, will go through a playoff system. Right. Okay, boss. Before we get into the uh, Champions League, the Auckland-based side—they've been awarded an A-League franchise. Thoughts, yep. Mark Bosnich, XXMB. <laughs> yes. Uh, no. Excited. Excited. Excited for, for yeah. Auckland uh, because it's a great city, uh, and really excited that that they're they're expanding, and uh, also excited for the national second division was announced as well uh, yes. the other day. Um, so, that, so that was great news as well. I mean, a, lo a lot of people will be sceptical, understandably so, but it's a step in the right direction in terms of, you know, aligning the pyramid of football up and and eventually, I hope sooner rather than later, 
allowing promotion and relegation to make it you know into a you know proper football ecosystem it's really really important hey, boz we got a producer here nathan brooks i don't know if you've met him before he wants to uh, ask you a question hey boz hey, uh, long time fan second time question yeah. to you um with yeah. the new zealand team coming in uneven yeah. numbers so that will be yeah. 13 franchises in the a league could the second tier provide the 14th i know they they are looking at 2032 as a year, I think, to bring in the promotion relegation. But if a club has a very good side, a, a couple of good seasons in the first few years of the second tier, could we promote them up to balance the the A-League well, and have I, that 14th I, squad? Yeah, I, I don't see no reason why. I mean, it, it, there's, there's people that are more qualified to talk about it than me in terms of people on the APL board. Steve Conroy now, the, 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 Lex, the ex um politician is the chairman of the board and he's a good man and, and he's a, a man that's always progressive and looks to make things happen so uh, he's he would be the best person to get on the show to ask about that the only problem being at the moment is the a-league plays in the summer and the national second division is going to kick off in the winter so that could be the only real little hiccup but i don't see any reason why because there, there are some teams in that national second division who actually applied for an a-league license so if you look at some of the teams that are in the A-League, uh, and say, if you look at, say, MacArthur or Western United, not to pick on them too, but it's just a fact, they're not getting, you could say, the, the crowds that you would say are comparable to what you get, say, this week at the Derby between Sydney and Western Sydney Wanderers. So I don't see any real difference in that. The, the most important thing is, and, and, you know, this is where there's a little bit of a crossover between sport and other industries, is to provide pathways and jobs for as many people as possible. And football is the most popular played sport in the whole country. And you saw the interest when the Women's World Cup was here. Mm. You've seen it before mm. when the big teams tour here. You've seen it before even locally, even when the Socceroos play all of it. So the people are there. They just need to provide those pathways and the environment. Now, I think that the A-League should go back to winter. I've said that continually. And that's purely from a footballer's point of view because at heart I'm still a footballer and I want the best conditions possible so the boys and the girls can show their best ability. It's impossible to do that when you're playing in the middle of summer. So uh, hopefully they will align and that, that would just become automatic. There should just be automatic either one up, one up, one down or for the first couple of years you could have a playoff which would, be, which would be massive if you had a playoff between the team that won the second division and the team that finished last in the A-League. And then you can say, right, you've got three years A-League clubs to get ready because then after three years, it's going to be one up, one down, or two up, two down. It, it, I, it, it really is, like I said to you, it's, it's long overdue. And, you know, it's something that Australian football needs to do if it wants to keep progressing in the right direction. Absolutely. Boz. Now, Boz, you talk about uh, it's the most played sport in Australia. Funnily enough, I've just started playing six aside, and I'm in goals. Yeah. Um, I, I've got yeah, a bad angle. So. But I've got a question mm. for you. On a, on a corner... Because it's six aside, so it's a smaller goal. Mm. Um, is this okay if I get some tips Absolutely. Oh, good. Am I, do I want to be to the post closest to the corner or at the back post or am I in the middle uh, of the goals? Yeah, 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 I would go right. I would go like a little bit in the middle. Uh, if it's a smaller goal, you might want to be a little bit closer to the near post. But the most important position for you is your body position. So you've got to be at a 45-degree angle to where the ball's coming from. So it allows you to get back as well. If you're straight on, if you're at not say you know if you're if you're basically say you know perpendicular like looking straight at the ball, it's going to be very difficult if you have to go backwards. And if you're completely the other way, if you're completely facing facing basically the other goal, 
that can make it difficult to go forward. So you've just got to be at that 45-degree angle, and that should cover you both ways. Oh, okay. Well, if we're on this subject, and it's Ask Bozza. Mm. Bozza, I'm having a real issue with my souffles not rising. Um, <laughs> I, know, I know you are quite the man about in the kitchen. What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? Why isn't my souffle rising? I don't, know. I don't know about souffles, but, you, but I don't know about the souffles, Fletch, but you did remind me before you said, oh, you know, he was spotted at the fish market. I was at the fish market. <laughs> I knew you would be. What'd you get? What'd you get? A little bit of uh, Hawkesbury squid? I was. Did, no, no, no. I got some mozzarella cheese and, some, and tomatoes and basil for my salad. And, yep. and I've got some prawns as well for the, for the pasta I'm going to cook for the kids. Oh, okay. Beautiful. <laughs> What's the pasta? Uh, what, what are we doing? Is it creamy-based prawn? Well, is it tomato-based? Well, no, the little boy, he likes it just plain, just with a bit of olive oil on and some cheese on. But uh, I'm going to do pesto for, for, the young, for the young girl and myself. And I'll put the prawns on the side because sometimes they don't like the prawns mixed in with their pasta. So I'll put the prawns just on the side and they can have them. Prawns that, that don't take long to cook whatsoever. That's right. But you can't stew them. You've got to do them individually. Uh, Cam's got a question here for you, Boz. Ask Bozza. Bozza. What do you think will happen yeah. to Man City and Chelsea with being charged by the FA? What, what's happened there? Well, that's going to be well. It's going to be very interesting because those who don't know, Everton uh, had what what you would consider pretty much a minor charge, and, and they've been fined heavily and also had ten points deducted uh, by the Premier League, which was really, in my opinion, was is excessive. But if you if you talk about the charges now, we, we've got to be straight here in terms of what so what people know. Uh, in terms of the Chelsea charges, they're separate to to they're from the Premier League. The Premier League charges on Manchester City are separate as well. But Manchester City have been exonerated already from those charges, not only by UEFA, which is the governing board of of European football, but also by the Court of Arbitration uh, in Switzerland, which is the appeal uh, court that you can take sporting things to. So they've been exonerated. So it, it, they're basically facing the same charges they're being exonerated for. So. I think Manchester City will be fine. In terms of Chelsea, I'm not all over their charges, but it must it's going to be a concerning time a little bit because of the excessive punishment that Everton has suffered. Hopefully Everton have those points, at least the points put back on, um, because I, I really don't like, and we had this before with Melbourne Storm having their titles taken away from all those years ago in the Rugby League. I really don't like um, sporting contests being decided in the courtroom. They should be decided at one place, and that's on the sporting part. That's on the pitch. So, is it all to do with uh, paying players under the pay, under the table, or is it not? No, no. What, what, what's it all look, about? What they did, and, no. What, what they did is what, what UEFA did years and years ago, um, which is debatable in itself. They started to say basically they, they started to bring in what was called financial fair play, right? That you could only spend two thirds of your turnover on players' wages and transfers. So what they're saying is that, so, so clubs didn't operate at a loss, but there's the other side of the argument which is say, well, all it was doing was ring-fencing the top clubs because their turnovers naturally, because of their history, are going to be big, bigger gotcha. than the other Bozza. teams. Bozza. And I it's, not gonna allow, yeah. it's not going to allow, it's not going to allow, you know, for, the, you know, for example, if, I don't know, if, if Tweety Forrest said he wanted to go buy a Premier, uh, say he wanted to buy a championship club and pour his own money into it and to make them Premier League champions, he wouldn't be allowed to do that as quick because they'd have to build up their turnover. You can't build up your turnover if you're not successful. Gotcha. Thanks, Bozza. See you, baby. He's the best. See you Friday.